I'm Chelsea. And I'm Deidre. And we're giving you a million murders. Hello. Hi. We're back. Hello. With more Reddits. <laughs> With more more Reddits, Reddits because we love them so much. We do. We do. Well, like I always say, I'm just going to jump on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the first one is by the questionable moon. Hmm. And it's titled Imaginary Friend Ghost. Okay. When my cousin's son was little, he was super attached to his imaginary friend named Joseph. <laughs> the look Deidre gave, I can't, the slow turn with the wide eye, like, <laughs> Like, okay. He would take Joseph everywhere and do things like demand that his parents buckle him into the car. So he was definitely more attached than most kids, but some kids just have really realistic imaginary friends, so they didn't think it was anything weird. Mm-hmm. Fast forward several years. My cousins, my cousins have moved out of the house and their son is a lot older. One day, the dad runs into the family who have bought the house from them who has a little boy of their own. As the conversation goes on, it gets brought up that the little boy who lives in the house now has an imaginary friend. He's super attached and his name is Joe. Obviously, my cousin tells the family about his son who had his imaginary friend named Joseph. Oh, while living in the... Look, I didn't put that together until I read that. We both didn't. I said... Well, when they said Joe, I'm like, like the Joseph? I'm like, aren't we talking about two different Mm. people? It's interesting, but they ultimately assume it's just a funny coincidence. Mm -mm. Fast forward again to the present day. The last family moved out of the house, and for several years, it sat vacant. Recently, someone bought the house and renovated it. One day, my cousin ran into the guy who was renovating it. They live in a small town. It's not weird that he keeps seeing the people who bought his old house. <laughs> like the the house. Yeah. Because it's a small town. They were talking about the house, and my cousin mentioned the funny coincidence about the two boys having an imaginary friend with a similar name. At the point, the guy doing the renovations tells my cousin that while they were taking out a wall in the house, they found an old journal that ha- that had the name Joseph written on either the cover or first page. Unfortunately, I don't think they kept the journal, but at the very least, it's a creepy coincidence. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So like the book in the wall and Joseph's name was in there. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. (laughs) I'm telling y'all. We don't have time. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. (laughs) In the name. (laughs) That was a good one. though. Mm hmm. The second one is by Haunting Happenings. Oh. And it's titled The Ghost in the Woods. Okay. I love, which, I love walking in the woods, but some strange (laughs) things have happened in the woods. Have you had anything weird happen to you? This was one of the strangest things that happened to me. It was a beautiful day for a hike in the woods, so I grabbed my backpack and set out on the trail. The trail. (laughs) The trail. The sun was shining, the birds were singing, and the leaves rustled gently in the breeze. As I walked deeper into the forest, I noticed that the sounds of nature had grown quieter. It was as if the forest was holding its breath, 
waiting for something to happen. That's when I saw her. A woman dressed in white, standing at the edge of a clearing. She looked like she was from another time, with a long flowing dress and a ribbon tied around her waist. At first, I thought she might be lost or in trouble, so I approached her cautiously. But as I get closer, she vanished into thin air, leaving only the sound of rustling leaves behind. Mm, mm -mm. I was shaken, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I needed to follow her, so I continued on the trail, my heart pounding in my chest. As I approached the clearing where I had seen the woman, I heard the faint sound of music. It was a haunting melody played on a violin. Oh. Mm Mm-mm. I stepped into the clearing and saw her again, the woman in white, dancing to the music of an unseen player. She twirled and spun, her dress billowing in the breeze, but then, as suddenly as before, she vanished again, leaving me alone in the clearing. I left the woods that day, feeling haunted by the memory of the ghostly woman in white. I never saw her again, but I'll never forget the feeling of being watched by something not quite of this world. Mm. Mm-mm. Girl. Mm-mm. Stay out in woods. Please. <laughs> or guy. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever you are, stay out the woods, period. Don't do it. That was creepy. Could you? Oof. I just couldn't. If that happened to me, just in the woods, and I see somebody, I'm like, and they just disappear. Yeah, no. Into thin air and leave the rustling wind, the bleeds. <laughs> rustling of the leaves honey that's it no i could not this is the next one is by top underscore u 5721 and it's titled haunted cabin (laughs) i was just about to say Uh -uh. uh-uh uh-uh i do oh so i'm a pretty skeptical person when it comes to the paranormal albeit having a vested interest in tales and evidence I'm the kind of person who browses ghost hunter videos on YouTube and these kinds of subreddits. I've also visited plenty of purposely haunted locations in the U.S., including but not limited to places like the Omni Parker House in Boston, mm. Molly Brown House in Denver. We've covered that. The Whaley House in San Diego. Alcatraz at night and the Winchester house more than once. Mm. None of which have yielded any sort of evidence. A part of me wants to believe, but also terrified at the prospect of witnessing something. I was mostly a non-believer up until a couple of months ago. In short, I had wanted to plan a surprise party and get away for my girlfriend's 30th birthday. She had mentioned wanting to go hit the slopes. It was January, so it's still winter time at this point. I organized this months ahead and had invited some of her closest friends to join. Mm-hmm. I ended up renting an Airbnb cabin that had enough rooms to house 10 people or five couples. One entire lower floor basement level with two beds, a room on the first floor, three rooms upstairs. Also adding that this cabin was in a beautiful rural neighborhood in Tahoe, California. With tons of cabins next door, down the street, adjacent, etc. So there's plenty of housing around us. Nothing peculiar about it, and there are other people staying around. Of course, my girlfriend and I take the master bedroom upstairs and right across the hall is another couple in one room, and my girlfriend's cousin by herself in the third room next door. The middle floor is a lively area with games, a fireplace, a foosball table, 
These details are somewhat relevant and important later in my story. The first night was a night of merry drinking and games. To celebrate the occasion, we had decorated the living area and blown up balloons to be loosely strewn around the large and cozy living room and family room where we imbibed. Almost uneventful with respect to weird happenings. Except towards the end of the night, balloons would randomly pop at odd intervals. Someone in our group suggested it was the balloons getting attracted towards the heater vents and popping. I was dismissive of this because not all of them that popped were congregated near vents. Cool. I just took note. Didn't want to argue or suggest anything weird at this point. After we all retired for the night and all the lights were off, we could hear balloons pop downstairs at random intervals that reverberated through the silent house. This happened between 2 to 3.30 a.m. The next morning, still plenty of healthy balloons strewn about. Fast forward to night two. After we returned from snow activities, we prepped for drinking and the usual. After a full day's collectively tired a bit earlier than the previous night and decided to retire around 11.30 to midnight. Here's where I personally experienced things that got me feeling irked. Since it was cold, I decided to go downstairs to turn on the thermostat slash heater. Our our couple friends across the hall had their door slightly open, ajar. Lights were on. The bathroom was in use. As I'm going downstairs in the dark stairwell, I hear the floorboards behind me creak and figured it was my friend coming out to follow me for a cup of water or to go to the kitchen. As I walk across the living room and stop at the thermostat, the lights are still off at this point and the creaks continue. And then I hear it stop a few feet behind me near the kitchen. The kitchen lights don't turn on and I hear nothing else. Feeling like he was waiting behind me and I was being watched, I say, What's up, dude? Need something? I turn around and nobody's there. I've only ever read about this dreadful feeling of being watched. And it is indeed every bit dreadful upon realization in person. A minute ago, I swore someone followed me down. I was taken aback and skeptical as... Once again, took note and spoke nothing of it. I go back upstairs. Almost 30 minutes pass and it's still cold. At this point, everyone's asleep and I decide to turn up the thermostat a couple notches. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I turn on the upstairs hallway light, bright enough to light the steps and see from downstairs. I proceeded to head downstairs and stop once again at the thermostat. No floorboard creaks except for my own steps this time. As I'm turning up the thermostat and thinking to myself, how odd... The creaking was the first time. A noise broke my train of thought. I hear the ball from the foosball table several feet away near the fireplace audibly roll across its surface and hit one of the side walls. Mm-mm. Nobody's around and I certainly am too far to touch it. I froze in fear and hastily go upstairs back to sleep, not knowing how to mentally process the increasingly evident occurrences. I eventually sleep under the pretense that nothing is definitive enough for me to be conclusively sure that this cabin is haunted. I don't mention or wake anyone up about my experiences. The next morning, as we leave and drive back home, the balloons were brought up by my girlfriend's friend slash couple who stayed across the hall. I took this as an opening to talk about my experiences and disclose them. At this point, my girlfriend's friend goes pale, gets serious, and tells us that the previous night... She was still wide awake when she noticed a dark figure standing at the foot of her bed. She states that she went into panic mode after blinking and realizing it wasn't a dream or hallucination and shook her boyfriend awake, 
who I thought followed me downstairs earlier that night, only to have it disappear. This by far, coupled with my experience, is undeniable evidence. I myself, wide-eyed upon hearing this solid piece of information, my girlfriend's cousin who stayed in the room next to us then mentioned she heard what sounded like breathing in her room, Mm -mm, mm -mm, Mm -mm. mm -mm. (laughs) but dismissed it as naturally occurring sounds of the walls in the cabin. These events, standalone, could be nominal and maybe explained, but collectively it's hard to deny that something was present and amiss. I'm hoping this is the extent of my run-ins with the paranormal because I don't want to experience anything like this again. The universe has made me more of a believer. Mm-hmm. I bet it has. The next one is by Yoop Doodle. Yoop Doodle. And it's titled, I Think I'm Haunted. Like the title says, I genuinely believe I myself, not the areas I've lived in or have been to, am haunted. I wish this could be shorter, but there's a whole lot to say, and I'd appreciate some feedback. (laughs) Just like, tell me what you think. I also know that this community doesn't like sleep paralysis stories, but I know that mine weren't just sleep paralysis, but were paranormal encounters. Okay. As a kid, I went through a lot. It really messed me up when my dad left my mom and made me feel really unsafe. I don't know why, but I felt like something has been after me my whole life. No bullshit. Oh. (laughs) I mean, he said it. Whatever. (laughs) I was strangely aware of death from a a very young age, and it terrified me to even think of my family members dying, and I'd have terrible nightmares about awful things happening to my brother, dad, or mom, starting at age six that I can remember. I've also had sleep paralysis. I have too, and it sucks Mm. my entire life, but didn't know what it was until a few years ago. I also realized that the stories I mentioned here weren't really sleep paralysis, but real encounters. I do have sleep paralysis on occasion, but it's nothing like what I describe here. So on one hand, I was scared to fall asleep because of my awful nightmares, and on the other, I was terrified of seeing the things I saw then and still see today. I had two windows in my room, one behind my bed and the other next to my bed. I kept my curtains open because the streetlight made me more comfortable falling asleep than my nightlight. As all my nightlights I had would mysteriously lose battery life after a few days and would flash randomly on and off throughout the night and day or make clicking noises. Hmm. I remember so clearly as it happened frequently from when I was maybe 7 to age 12 when we moved out of the house seeing a figure outside of my window. A moving figure. Usually as dark as the night and in some sort of robe looked like the ghost of Christmas future and this same figure occurred in many of my nightmares as well. It usually just planted a hand on the window or started ba- or started banging on it and continued to do so until I fell asleep. Other times I'd wake up to my sleep paralysis. I genuinely saw the figure in the window because it always before I fell asleep and never woke me up in the middle of the night. So I know it wasn't sleep paralysis and I could move just fine and a similar figure dark but not robed and usually donned a wide brimmed hat stood in the center of my room he usually reached out to me but other times he just stood there watching even though i couldn't see if he had eyes that was when i was a child and lived in that house that was pretty much all the creepy stuff that happened there and yet i didn't really believe in ghosts until i was 13 
The problem is, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that's haunted. My mom's apartment, after we moved from our previous house, is old. This apartment was originally built in 1920 and was only recently restored. It has its problems like leaky ceilings and bugs, but that's about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's about it. But maybe the first time I experienced anything here was when I was 13. My m- room is really messy in the farther half of my room where my TV was set up. Very strangely, the two cats we had would not go past the front half of my room toward the closet and TV. I was really curious about it one time and set my cat carefully in front of my TV where she screeched, not something she ever did, and sprinted out my room. She was obsessed with me and mostly spent her time in my room, but only in the front half where my bed was. My mom even peeked in at her meowing at the TV one time when I was at my dad's. Hmm. The one okay. night, uh-huh. The one night I had gotten ready for bed and was about to lie down when I noticed the light coming from the other half of my room. My DVD player was on and I hadn't used my TV or the DVD player in months. And it hadn't been on just 30 minutes prior, so what the crap happened? I knew darn well the cats wouldn't go near it. So I went to turn it off and the DVD player has a little screen on it that says what it's doing. Things like searching, ejecting, turning off. But this time it said something that I've never seen it say before. Controls. It turns out that you can click on the settings button of the DVD player and click a few more options to get to the screen where it would say that. Hmm. But I didn't press those buttons and neither did the cats, so I turned it off and strangely fell asleep just fine. Little things have happened in my mom's apartment since, but nothing that could be clearly described as a paranormal occurrence until the last few years. I changed my room around in my mom's apartment when I was 16. I got a bigger bed, put it on the wall in that far half of my room where the TV used to be, and put the TV in front of the half of my room. The first thing I noticed was in my old Kinect, which sat on top of the TV. It was a big box TV. I never used the Kinect, but it was connected to the Xbox and would turn on when I turned on the Xbox. I could see the little Kinect icon on my home screen and began noticing figures behind me where my tv had been and now my bed was but they didn't move they were very humanoid and nothing in my room would make those shapes let alone show up so prominently on the connect then came the touching Mm -mm. i began to feel someone touching me all the time i would lie in bed and feel someone slowly press up against me i would be in my kitchen and suddenly feel someone touch my back or shoulder when no one else was home no I could even be in school standing behind my friends with no one else behind me and feel someone touch my shoulder. That's when I also realized that it wasn't just happening at home. Not to mention my sleep paralysis began to get worse when I slept in my bed after it moved to the paranormal side of my room. But it changed from the figure to other things like spiders crawling all over me or a human intruder breaking into my room through my window and reaching in there. I can tell now that that was real sleep paralysis instead of my paranormal kinds as they were brief and didn't feel as threatening. My paranormal kind lasts hours, it feels, and is more ominous than threatening, even as a child. Then came the name calling. You know, the feeling you get. (laughs) Good lord. (laughs) Then came the touching and the name calling. You know, the feeling you get when someone says your name, but they didn't. Now imagine that happening when no one's there. Everywhere I went, school, dad's house, mom's house, someone calling my name. 
usually in my own voice or some man's, but the voice was never creepy. It was my voice. It sounded like I was screaming my own name. What, screaming? Now, now you said calling, not screaming. Mm-hmm. But if but if it was that man's, it sounded almost loving, caring, and no one was there. So she said it either sounds like her voice or a man's voice. And if it's the man's voice, it's like loving and caring sounding. Hmm. But the footsteps creep me out the most. Mm-hmm. Girl. Yeah. We done told y'all about it. The footsteps started when my brother left for college and my mom and I were left in her apartment alone. The footsteps also still happen today. My mom works a crappy schedule at a nearby hospital and goes to bed around 7 p.m. to wake up at 3 a.m. 3.30 a.m. I used to go to bed at around 10. My mom sleeps like crap. She always has and probably always will. So she wakes up in the middle of the night almost every night. One night when I was 16, I was lying in bed about to fall asleep when I heard pots and pans banging in the kitchen. Mm-mm. No. Oh, gosh. I can't. I was tired, and I just assumed my mom couldn't sleep and got up and did the dishes or something. Then I heard footsteps outside of my door and saw a shadow underneath. Kind of weird. My mom had zero reasons to come near my door. The next day after she got home from work, I asked her what she was doing the night before. She said she slept great, and she didn't get up once. My mom didn't believe in ghosts, at least not spirits, that would be around our small town or anything. And a lot happened there, or many people died, that was one thing. But when my mom started hearing the footsteps at night, she started to realize that the crap I've been saying might not be crazy after all. She even started asking me if I had gotten up at night when I usually slept great and didn't get up at all. Occasionally, we've heard the footsteps and have seen the shadow from underneath our doors together. Occasionally, we walk out just to see if we straight up have an intruder just to see nothing there, but continue hearing the footsteps go around the house where we're looking. I've heard my mom's voice as if she was talking to someone when, in reality, she was fast asleep. Mm-mm. I've seen things out of the corner of my eye. Pale creatures on all fours with dark eyes. No. Okay. I've seen that thing out of the corner of my eyes all the time, regardless of where I am. Mm-mm. No, thank you. <laughs> all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> exactly. Right before I left for college, I had sleep paralysis again after not having it for a year. I was laying in my bed, and there was a strange bright light pointing toward the dark figure at the end of my bed with glowing red eyes and a wide-brimmed hat. But for some reason, this time, I wasn't scared or even nervous. I had an overwhelming sensation of relief, and the only thought in my normally loud and buzzing head was literally, Thank God you're here. I've missed you. I then fell asleep right after. I have no idea why I thought that. I hadn't seen this figure so clearly since the night I got my second COVID shot, which was about a year prior, and I was terrified of it then. But this was the only time it had red eyes. I never saw its eyes before. Part of me thinks that this was a new ghost or something, and I have to admit I've been longing for that sense of relief I had when I saw him there at the end of the bed, but part of me is just so darn curious and wonders if this is the same ghost, but has good intentions all along. Then I went to college. Nothing happened for months until I came back after Thanksgiving break, deciding to drop out at the end of the semester. All of a sudden, I've been in my dorm room and see that pale creature out of the corner of my eye again. All of a sudden, I'd feel the touches when I was lying in my bunk. All of a sudden, I'd hear that man's sweet voice call my name out of nowhere and nowhere to be found. Now I'm back home and my nightmares lately have been particularly bad. 
Well, not more since I was a kid, have always had three themes. I'm being chased, I'm being watched, or something's hurting my family. But my nightmares over the past few months have changed into I'm alone, my family hates me, someone's after me. Not to mention a single nightmare where my family was possessed and the only safe place to hide from them was my mom, was my room. This could have nothing to do with my ghosts or anything, but I also think it's strange that the paranormal occurrences have been happening more often than not now that I'm back home. Mm. The footsteps are back and I hear them almost every night. Last night even, my door cracked open the slightest bit when I was playing a game on my computer. I see the pale creature of all the time. Picking around doorways or scampering at the end of my bed. Uh-uh. Frequently, I felt someone lying beside me, but now instead of being worried, I feel comforted. So it's like a whole game. It's like changing. No. While the pale figures still terrify me, I genuinely miss that dark figure that I saw at the end of my bed. I wonder if the feeling that someone's lying next to me in bed is the same spirit. I tried talking to him. I say him because it's a rather overwhelming masculine presence that i feel Mm -hmm. but without you know actual ghost equipment which may or may not even work i can't get an actual answer all i can say is that it doesn't seem that he can move things but he can hear me maybe a week ago i was lying on my stomach when i felt someone slowly across my legs kind of like a big dog but my back stiffened so right when i was about to roll over i said i'm gonna roll over now but if you want me to but if you want to lay with me you can you can after I move. And I rolled over and felt a whole body lay on top of me to the point that I thought that if I opened my eyes I would see his face. I opened my eyes but obviously no one was there. I even looked down at my legs still feeling numb and feeling the weight of someone on me when no one was there. But it was comforting. I've started calling him my ghostie since he seems to care about me. I've considered that this could be like a ploy or like a demon or something, but I don't feel drained. Now that I'm back home, I actually feel happier than I've been in my entire life, ghosts and all. I think I could have created a spirit that manifests out of a mass feelings of sadness or depression or something from the trauma I had when I was a kid. I was a very depressed little girl and I remember contemplating offing myself when I was in first grade but that wouldn't explain why I still have these experiences when I'm happy and they're even stronger and what are the pale creatures I see lurking around I actually see those at my dad's house more often than here at my mom's but I'll discuss what happened at my dad's places in another post and why would I start being comforted by the same spirit that caused me so much fear and depression in the first place I'd love to hear what everyone thinks of this am I haunted or am I just going to coincidentally haunted places? Why would I specifically be targeted? So that's all for uh, the little reddits today. Alright. We hope you enjoyed. I hope I didn't bore you because... No. <laughs> oh. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. We all good up in her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can... Jump on to our Gmail at a million murders at gmail.com. 
Yes, and you can go to our Instagram at A Million Murders and our Facebook group and page A Million Murders to keep up with everything, see the people, places, and things um, on the cases that we do. And, you know, you can get on there and talk to each other. You can always send us a message there as well if you want. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thank you. And we hope you come back for A Million million more. More. Bye.